Peeping Tom is a kind of creature that you can summon up. So there is a ritual, those teen pilgrimages, you know, the midnight road trip. You show up at the, the trestle end of the tunnel at midnight, and you have to stare down this tunnel, looking at the end for a full hour. And if you can do this without blinking, a peeping Tom comes out of the shadows and materializes in front of you. Now, he's a class of supernatural creature called a Flimmengeist. German alchemists came up with this term in the 1500s for that thing, that thing that you see in the corner of your eyes. And when you look around to, to see it, there's nothing there. Welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Across from me is Arwen. We're going to talk about a movie. But first, we're going to talk about our social media. So we have a Twitter. It is Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. Then we have our Facebook page. And to be honest, we communicate better through Facebook than we do Twitter. <laughs> um, which will make our movie today a little ironic. <laughs> But you can follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. So let's. I want to talk about a couple things first. Okay. Um, and then we'll talk about the movie. But uh, I watched the Avengers Endgame trailer today. I avoided it like it was the plague. Oh my gosh. There's so much cool in this. Is it? Yeah. Is it spoilery? I think so since they show Tony Stark on Earth. Oh, see? <laughs> yeah. Mystery. Yeah, well, and and they show Clint Barton, like, teaching a little girl how to, like, shoot a bow and arrow, too. Is that, like, memories, though? No, I think it's his daughter. Well, yeah, I figure it's I don't think it's memories. I think it's right at the beginning of the movie, uh -huh. and then they he, like, high-fives her, and she gets snapped away. <gasps> oh. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be friggin' weird. Um, yes, I'm going to have to watch this trailer. Yeah. So... All right, we're going to talk about found a found footage film. Yes. Sort of. <laughs> a um, mockumentary documentary? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this guy, uh, his name is Eric Christopher Myers, uh, contacted us through Twitter, asked us if we would review or discuss his movie called Butterfly Kisses. Right. You texted me that, uh -huh. and I was like, ugh. <laughs> Because I thought, first thing I thought was that Bob Carlyle song. I know, I did too. And I was like, wait, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then you you said, no, I watched a trailer. It's right up our alley. And uh, if you heard a beep, it's our instant pot. So <laughs> don't worry. So I looked it up on IMDb and I tapped Butterfly Kisses. It's the wrong Butterfly Kisses. This was some um, foreign film that dealt with like, students making a sex tape or something and yeah, i was like how is that up our alley because <laughs> we we really wouldn't review something that uh only two people would watch <laughs> but turns out it was a different butterfly kisses um there's also a movie with amanda Plummer called butterfly kiss yes um that i recall watching a long time ago on maybe cinemax or something but anyway so this guy got a hold of us. You said yes to him. Mm -hmm. And he said, great, thanks. So hopefully we do him justice because this is a good movie. Yeah. My favorite uh, found footage films kind of are surrounded in these mysteries as well. 
Blair Witch Project was not the first found footage film I've ever seen. Really? Really. Uh, it was a, it was a movie called Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> that does not sound up my alley at all. That is not up anybody's alley. <laughs> I don't know why I watched it. Is that uh, what what did they call those? Um, like they were real murders. Oh, snuff films. Yeah, they call them snuff films. Yeah, it, it, real animals died in the movie, but not real people. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um yeah they show i think they showed a turtle getting hacked to death and yeah some some crazy stuff happened okay, that, in that just movie. sounds gross yeah it's a gross movie and i don't recommend that movie to anybody yeah um but i did watch it when i was younger because it was a banned film mm-hmm. and i had to watch movies that were controversial and i still do but anyway he got a hold of us we said yes and we watched the movie last night and then i watched it again today since today was my day off and uh, I liked it both times. Oh, that's good. So it's rewatchable. Yeah. You can find this on Amazon Prime Streaming right now. Um, he offered to, to, to give us a screener, which right then and there I was like, is this guy for friggin' real? <laughs> I wish, hey, if you know any directors out there that want me to see their movie, just send them over. Yeah. Um. So... I looked it up on IMDb. Uh, Butterfly Kisses, released in 2018. It says it's rated G. For the most part. No. no. Okay. Rated G? <laughs> no, it's not no, G. No, it's not rated G. It's it's an R. You know, there's quite a bit of uh, the F word thrown around. Just towards the end. A little bit of gore. No, there's some in the middle, Is too. Is there some? Yeah, we're just so desensitized to the dang words. <laughs> uh, we just don't hear them. But yeah, it, it's peppered throughout. Okay. I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-huh. Uh, audience reviews are fairly positive. So it's 63% like it. That's good. Um, there's a couple critic reviews, like 14 or so. And they're all mixed, but a little bit more in the favorable than the unfavorable. Um, so Did I see that he won an award for this, by the way? I believe he did. I did not write that down. I read an interview with him where he was going to... I'm going to probably butcher this, like the Pennsylvania Unnamed Film Festival or something like that. Or maybe it was Pittsburgh or maybe it was Philadelphia. But it was in Pennsylvania. I'm fairly certain of that. In which he talked a little bit about the film and how he had reservations of certain people that he wanted in the film. And he was like, I'll either... be seem like an egomaniac or desperate or something mm-hmm. or a genius or something like that. <laughs> but I think that the choices made in this film were ultimately good choices throughout. Yeah, I like uh I like how a lot of people play themselves and they're the real people. Yeah, yeah, there's uh there's a studio uh the the protagonist uh that Gavin, what's his name? Gavin Something or other. Gavin York. Gavin York. Um, he goes to this studio for like to clean up the sound of this footage that he found of this creepy pasta type thing. Uh, these people they they worked on Wonder Woman. Really? Yeah. As far as I could tell, um, they did a lot of the sound editing or sa- the the sound quality or something like that. That's it said cool. Sound on air. Yeah. I wish I knew a little bit more about the technical side of filmmaking. And uh, and all that, but uh, there's a couple film critics 
well, there was one specific film critic uh, that was in the film that would kind of deconstruct the found footage. Right. And talk about all the tropes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a man who uh, directed a movie that also talks about tropes of found footage and how yeah, the- certain things don't make sense in the film and whatnot. Yeah, the uh, Blair Witch director. Well, yeah, he's in there, too. Yeah, he was in there, and I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah. But, yeah, he wasn't part of the two that I was talking about. No, no. Yeah. Uh, They interviewed a cop, but I I think a lot of these were actors at this point. They interviewed a cop. The cop was like, there's no evidence of these people ever existing. Mm -hmm. Um, They go to the school that they supposedly went to, and, like, nobody's heard of the professor. Nobody's heard of the students. So... Let's start at the beginning a okay. little bit. Okay. Where, by the way, spoilers throughout because I can't not spoil things. But this guy, Gavin York, um, his in-laws bought a house and they find this box full of tapes. Right. In, in their in their basement under like a water heater or something like that, right? And these tapes, it says, uh, do not watch or do not yeah, open. Yeah, don't, so don't watch on the don't outside watch. of the box. And of course you're going to watch. <laughs> what do they do? They give it to their uh, film student son-in-law and go, hey. He's not a student. He's well, no, a, he's yeah. graduated. He's out yeah. of college. But he used to be in film school. Right. And they're like, hey, you might find use of these tapes. You know, tape over them or something. They don't use those kind of tapes anymore. So it would be useless for that to happen. So he obviously watches some of the tapes. Then he watches more of the tapes. Then he watches all the tapes. He went down that rabbit hole hard. Yeah, he did. And uh, it cuts to like 2004. And it's this girl who I wrote down looks a lot like Amanda Palmer. Like a very young Amanda Palmer. Yeah. Like she just has that facial expression. Mm -hmm. She also looks like uh, Sue Heck a little bit. Yeah, I could see that more. (laughs) So a girl named Rachel Armiger. Armiger, I guess. uh, She plays Sophia. Okay. She's the girl from 2004. She's Mm -hmm. the uh, aspiring filmmaker, director. Yeah. And her, uh, her buddy's name is Feldman, and that's played by a guy named uh, Reed Delisle, D-E-L-I-S-L-E, Delisle. Okay. And, uh, of course, uh, Seth Adam Kalik plays Gavin York. And, they're, like I said, there's, like, a bunch of people in this movie that are not really named. They're not really that important to the story. Um, but the director eventually becomes part of the story. Right. Like Eric uh, Christopher Myers, he becomes part of the story suddenly. It's just like he's just part of the narrative at that point. But anyway, a documentary crew um, starts following Gavin around, talking about these tapes that he's trying to clean up to be presentable, and he can splice in a movie from this. And the cool part about this is is that it reminds me of, like, how people would find, you know, not how people would find it, but, like, documentarians, sometimes they they film, like, months, years worth of stuff. Right. We can go back to making a murderer for this stuff. Oh, yeah. Where they splice in what they want you to know. Oh, yeah. And so, so Gavin starts getting accused of splicing in things. Like, cutting the film the way he wants the story to go. 
Right. He keeps saying, no, it's not me. The main story of the 2004 part, um, because Gavin is in the present or 2015. 2015, yeah. Yeah. Their story is they know about this creepypasta, and it's this Blink Man. Yeah, also known as Peeping Tom. Peeping Tom. Uh, We also heard Chester the Molester. (laughs) You know, we heard a lot of names called out when they were doing their man on the street stuff. It's the Blink Man. (laughs) Yeah, the Blink Man. Apparently, you go to this tunnel, this famous tunnel in this town. Um, You stand on the tracks and you stare down the tunnel at midnight. And at 1 a.m., if you hadn't blinked the whole entire hour, the Blink Man shows up. Then... Every time you blink, he gets a little closer mm-hmm. and a little closer and a little closer. So they try and test out this theory. They talk to a doctor. Yeah. And he says, no, people can't not blink for an hour. That's impossible. Then they find this kid from the college that they go to. And yeah, he says, I'm the staring contest champion. Right. And so like <laughs> they're like, oh, all ridiculous. right. You could be our guy. So they film him staring down the tunnel, and he can only go about 14 minutes. Yeah, and that was rough. Yeah, I think it was like 14 minutes and two seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's just this weird story that they do. So when Feldman decides, and she keeps saying his name really weird, like she screeches his name. I would, If I were Feldman, I probably would have just given up on her. Yeah. Because she was shrill. Like, I could not stand her voice. Feldman, Feldman, Feldman. I was like, (laughs) shut up, woman. I'd have choked her. I'd have been, this would have been a snuff film for real. You're hilarious. Um, But Feldman has the idea of, like, shooting his camera down the tunnel, and that way the camera acts like an eye. Right. And they could see if the blink man shows up. It's an interesting premise. Yeah. And it was kind of like where I thought it was going to go at that point. And then I thought, oh, this is going to turn into the ring where it comes through the monitor. Uh, Yeah. Um, Spoilers. It's not that movie. (laughs) It it took a very more clever approach, I think. Yeah. So they (laughs) don't see the Blink Man that night. But when they're in editing, they see something at the far end of the tunnel rise. Yeah. And, of course, that's proof that the Blink Man exists. So when I saw this, I thought that that was a really good special effect. It is a good special effect. And when they keep replaying it, you're like, man, they really did that really seamlessly. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. um, There's only, like, two trivia things on their IMDb. One of them is uh, they shot it in a 1080p uh, camera. Okay. And then... You did, you know, some special effects magic to make it look grainy. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good effects and really nice to see. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously they got to shop this around and say, oh, it's real. We got to show somebody. They show their professor. Professor's like, yeah, that's a really great effect, but that's yeah. not what we talked about. Right. And it's like, no, 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 it's real. And it's yeah. like, no. No. And then <laughs> she, like, blames Feldman because Feldman's a genius on the camera. Yeah, it was interesting how after Feldman left the room, she was... She was just crap-talking Yeah. Him. So, she's like, like, he's in his seventh year of his sixth year of <laughs> college, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
But yeah, they go to uh, a person they call Mr. Mr. Folklore. Yes. That's what they call him. And that's Matt Lake. Yeah, and that is Matt Lake, and he is a writer. Yes, he's um, written several books. Yeah, and it's always like oddities in America kind of stuff. Yeah, Weird so Maryland. Wrote, weird and... Maryland, Weird uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, there was a third weird book. But then he did uh, Weird U.S., Weird, yeah, you know, a lot of these weird books. And he's a real person. I recall seeing some of those books in Walden Books, I believe. Um, and Walden Books, for you kids out there, is like Barnes & Noble, but without toys. So... <laughs> So anyway, I think um, they have one in Stranger Things. Yeah, this in, new in season, the new season, they're, they're going to the have mall. one. You'll know what it is then. Yeah, yeah. Just watch this season of Stranger Things as coming up later this season <laughs> or the, later this, this summer. Okay, so this whole time, Gavin's like trying to find some of the people that are in this. So he finds Matt. Yeah. Um, That's about really the only person he could find. Exactly. He couldn't find the kids. He couldn't find the teachers, and he said when he went to look for them at, like, the university, he wouldn't get any information. Yeah, he couldn't get any information. Well, that makes a lot information. of sense, you know. You're these just some people... random guy coming up. Yeah, these people died, so. We think. We don't know what happened to the teacher. Well, no. She might have been fired. Yeah. But, you know, the other two are allegedly dead at this point. Yeah, we we don't know. And what what else is interesting is that, so... The tapes that were found at the beginning, yeah, they were found in a house that wasn't either one of the houses in the film. Right. So that's... So I think it was Sophie's parents' house. And they sold the house and they left that box. Because when uh, the in-law, the mother-in-law, tried calling about these tapes, um, she wouldn't get any answer from them. And then eventually they changed their number or the number became unlisted. Right. So but, I think it's Sophie's parents and they were just like, no, we're not talking about Sophie. Yeah. Or it's, you know, fake. and Or it could be totally yeah. fake. And he just randomly, yeah. the, like Gavin put the tapes underneath the water heater. Yeah, that is, that is another <laughs> theory. Yeah, Gavin is trying to prove that the story is real. That he's not faking the story. Mm -hmm. um, the documentary crew that has been following him around start really questioning him pretty hardcore. Yeah. He seems to be taking a lot of money from their sa his savings. From his wife's savings, apparently. Yeah, to, to pay for the sound quality. Yeah. Increasing the sound quality or improving it, I mean, um, for probably editing equipment. He bought a camera that was just like Feldman's was. He bought some GoPros. We know that much. Yeah. And it's just his sudden descent into madness, really. Yeah, you can see him getting more and more belligerent with people. They're yeah, like, especially he's like, with why Matt. Why don't you believe any of this? You especially know? with Matt. And this movie is very humorous in a yes. couple sections. The first one being his interview with Matt that goes off the rails. Uh -huh. And Matt's like, I don't know anything about these two. I don't, I, they came to my house interviewed me and then they left right that's all i know this is the first time i'm ever hearing about the rest of this stuff he did call it something though <sighs> peeping tom could be a flimmengeist that's a word yeah yeah matt said that in the interview with the kids um and what does that mean 
It's just some German word. It's like a it's like a ghost that only you can see that will ah. kill you or something like that. Um, he wrote a couple books on Krampus. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. Bloody Mary, Candyman. So you know, self-hallucination. Maybe, except it's real. <laughs> we learn also that the camera, whenever it's turned off, is like a blink. Yes. And when he turns it back on, you get to see the blink man in various locations. So we see him first, like on top of a building across from the university and then driving the car, they pause in there. Like there he is. And like at, at a restaurant at, at Mr. Uh, Mr. Folklore's house. Yes. Um, he's just he's randomly in the, field. in the background. Um, he goes to like some other random field, like a football field or something like that. Yeah. And he keeps turning it off and on and off and on. And then the thing waved at him at one point. I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, the first time it was pretty funny. It was like when he got belligerent with uh, Matt. And then the second time was with the paranormal investigators. Oh, yeah. Who were totally skeptical. They're like, we don't know if that's a special effect. We so don't know funny. Nothing. And he's like, he's like, what? You guys think orbs are like ghosts and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I'm laughing my butt off oh, at that yeah. point. It is funny stuff. But we do find out that something's going on. Because in the film, the 2004 film, yeah. we notice that Feldman is going a little bit psycho. He's keeping a journal. He's drawing stuff. Yeah. Um, he's obsessed with this circle with a line through it, which I guess would be the Blink Man's uh, calling card. And eventually we see footage of the Blink Man killing Feldman. And then there's like news footage of Feldman's like death. Yes, because he's found like under a sink. I will say... This was a great jump scare. Exactly. It reminded me of those videos that you'd find on the internet in like 2000s. Yeah. And that and be like, oh, it's a serene thing. And then suddenly something pops <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. It was just like that. Exactly. And I and actually jumped. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was bracing for something. I was too. And then, and then it happened. And I'm like, geez, I did not <laughs> expect that. Um, it's actually a fun jump scare. This movie is just fun and clever, I think. Yeah. So, back in 2015, he goes to, like, this radio station. He's created this website, www.butterflykissesmovie.com. Yeah. It's not a real website. I tried finding it. It's not there. That's unfortunate. I wish it was. And then there could be some creepy, like, thing on there. Just like Blair Witch did back in the day. Yeah. But it's not there. So, that's that's okay. It's not anybody's fault. Is it possible totally. it was there to begin with? I don't know. We don't know. Um, but he took it down after 24 hours in the movie. Yeah. So it makes sense. That it yeah, be there. I guess. Whatever. Stop being so picky. I mean, come on. David Lynch made an Angel Fire account for the Twin Peaks. I know. I love that. It was so freaking weird. <laughs> he created that and then he's at DC 101 and they tear him a new butthole. Like, oh. callers kept calling in going, oh, it's fake. You made that yesterday. He's like, I did not. I did not. <laughs> the DJ being a bit of a dill hole is yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. And then they get uh, Ed uh, Sanchez, yeah. uh, the guy that directed the Blair Witch Project, on. And uh, it reminds me a little bit about an interview I saw with Morgan Spurlock. And uh, he's the director of Super Size Me. When he watched Catfish. Mm-hmm. He went up to the director of Catfish and said, that is the best 
fake documentary I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and that guy, the guy that directed that movie, Catfish, swears up and down like that was a real thing. Yeah. I didn't think it was real either because there was just too much dumb stuff going on in that movie. But so was the show. It was clearly scripted. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's what one thing the director wanted to kind of show us through these things is like showing us the tropes that go through all reality shows now. Reality shows have writers. Yeah. Let's talk about the voice uh, okay. of the singing competition mm-hmm. where they're going to surprise the person. Oh, and they're already inside their house. And yeah, the camera crew's inside the house watching them open the door to be surprised. What? Were they just secretly in there? No. Was it filmed by elves? No. (laughs) They knew that that was going on. Oh, yeah. So it's just, it boggles my mind to see people who believe that these reality shows are 100% real. Right. Even Survivor. Yeah, even Survivor. They recreate certain scenes to for dramatic purposes they do these high overhead scenes sometimes it's not even the same people it's not even the contestants it's different people um they show the legs underwater the feet yeah i've seen that you know i mean i'm not saying all survivors fake no i'm just saying people really get hurt bits and pieces of it is fake for production reasons gavin disappears for a while too after he finds out his wife left him he sends the documentary crew a text saying, meet me at the trestle. Yeah, like two weeks after he's disappeared, yeah. he's like, hey, come find me. And he's just standing there like with the camera and like staring into the tunnel himself. Yeah. And he's like, it's going to happen. I'm going to see it. I'm going to prove this is real. Did he say anything? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe it was just me thinking. I think you did because I don't remember him saying anything. It's the feeling I got then. Yeah. I got the feeling of... Like, from the Blair Witch at towards the end where the kid was standing in the corner. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt that scene went. Right. was like, he's totally invested. He thinks it's real. Mm-hmm. He's seeing it now. Yeah. And he doesn't realize reality is going on around him anymore. Right. Then he disappears completely. They oh, go yeah. running then- after him. And- <laughs> okay, so here's the thing that bothered me about this movie. The camera crew comes there knowing that you know it's like hey we gotta go you know to this guy and they knew in advance time yeah and the one guy's like hey my battery is almost dead in my camera right you knew you were going there yeah why wouldn't you charge your batteries or have fresh batteries it just boggles my mind i don't know they they eventually switch the batteries obviously because they have a little powwow at the truck no because he go he goes on and says, "Hey, my battery's almost dead," and then yeah, it and cuts. then it cuts, but it goes back to them talking to each other. Well, it's later. So yeah, it's later, but they change but the, the battery. Yeah, the guy the guy is like gone. Mm-hmm. Like it fits their narrative, but yeah. in a, in a real world situation, I'd have fired that guy. <laughs> okay. Or at least reprimanded him and been like, "You can't do that again." Yeah. Because I deal with this on a regular basis. <laughs> right. So yeah, um, Gavin disappears again. And uh, nobody knows where he is. Eventually, Eric gets a package in the mail. Yeah. It's got Feldman's diary. Which is odd. It has a key card to a motel. Yes. Um, It's got a tape that we don't know what's on that tape until much later. They go. 
they see Gavin and everything's fine. Gavin's just, you know, he's just eating breakfast, having a good time. Oh, wait, no, no that didn't happen. No, uh, they go into Gavin's room. It is kind of a mess. It's got like there's, gas station snacks. Yeah, there's just stuff. There's GoPros stuff. everywhere. Yeah. There's a there's a camera there with the tape missing. Yes. Presume I presume that it was the tape that was sent to them. Apparently it's not. One of the camera people or the sound person, he uh, opens up the bathroom door. Then he has to get out. Eric has to find out what he looked at. There he was, Gavin, dead in his bathtub. Apparently heart attack. Yeah. You know, they say that you can scare yourself so badly that you could die of a heart attack. Yeah, I believe that. Yes. So then they go back outside and they're talking about things. They give their report to the police, obviously, but they're like, we got we to gotta do something about this, you know? And uh, they're like, wonder what happened to that tape. And one of, their, one of his guys goes, I guess we'll have to wait 10 years to find those tapes. Right. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. But it seemed like a cycle was beginning again. Right. And uh, now Eric is trying to prove that the, uh, the Blink Man story is real. Yes, and he's he's like it's Gavin's story, but you can clearly see that it's affected him because he's seen it yeah just as much. It's like the Jumanji, you know, yeah, kind of disappearing film, always rotating kind of circle that it's going to do until you know the fifth or sixth movie when you know the Blink Man is just some crazy guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. There probably won't be a fifth movie. Um, anyway, so that's basically the movie in a nutshell. And, uh, I do want to say that this is a good movie. It's clever. Yes. Um, there's almost nothing I didn't like about this movie. I had one scene that was kind of rough to watch and, uh. Where, uh, we see Sophie. Yeah. That, that, that part is really hard to watch. It is. It is. And, and I just and they, don't like eye stuff yeah, anyway. Well, they kind of fuzz the film a lot and yeah. there's distortion. So you don't exactly see it. Right. But, you know, you know what's happening. It's that cringe moment of your imagination makes it worse than yeah. what it really is. And she uses the hammer that Feldman was going to use to kill the. The, the Blink Man to break the award that she won. Uh, There's a lot for, of symbolism uh, in For here. this movie that they did. It was called uh, uh, Portraits of the Dead or something like that. Oh, I wrote it down. I wrote it down too. Yeah, Portraits of Dead Friends. Portraits of Dead Friends, which I would love to see that movie. I know, that sounds interesting. That sounds like a documentary I will watch. <laughs> I really thought that this movie took the subgenre of found footage films and kind of like got all like hyper aware of itself and also allowed it to be a found footage film as to, as well. Right. And yeah, there's like two or three stories going on in this movie, a lot of subplots, but they all seem to fit in this huge narrative. I was skeptical at first. Yeah. I've watched independent horror films where that are just like, shot on real terrible film the acting was usually subpar uh the gore was way over the top right and none of that was in this film Mm -mm. so with that being said what was your favorite part of the film i I honestly think my favorite part was seeing 
the blink man come up out of the ground yeah i just really enjoyed that scene because that was it was scene. seamless it it looked like it could have been real yeah real uh, phenomenon yeah absolutely um my my favorite scene and i talked about it earlier was when he was talking to the paranormal people yes <laughs> trying to prove that this was a real footage and they were all like real skeptical about it which cracked me up because you know these people yeah they believe that one there's a bigfoot and two <laughs> that orbs in pictures are dead relatives right you know or ghosts whatever and they just won't believe that something could form out of nothing seems a little far-fetched but it was hilarious it was and very his funny. and his reaction to this gavin's reaction to this was over the top hilarious and plus, he also he also uh, trashed uh, uh, Matt. Uh, what's his name? Matt Lake. Matt Lake. He trashed Matt Lake during this uh, a- thing too. Anybody who disagreed with him, yeah, he completely got angrier and angrier, yeah. and he's like, whatever. Yeah, and, and <laughs> the radio he was just guy like, gets angrier. So yeah, I like that part. Um, what part didn't you like about this film? Well, you know, I mentioned the the part about. Uh, the scene where he's like, my battery's going to die. That yeah. really bothered me. I didn't like the scene where, you know, she gets rid of her eyelids. Okay. But I understand why yeah. that scene's there. It's okay. just not my favorite thing to watch. <laughs> um, The scene I didn't like was in the movie. And it's like his son's sitting on a couch. And oh, he sits yeah. next to him. And he's like wanting to talk to him. And his son has no interest in his dad whatsoever. And eventually gets up and just walks away. Yeah. And I'm like, what the frig was that all about? <laughs> they don't really explain much. Well, it's obvious that he is not involved. Well, he's, he's not just... involved, but he's still the dad. I understand He still lives that. at that house. Yeah, but you know. I don't I know. I don't know. It just it, seemed, it was it was an awkward scene too. Yeah, it was very awkward and kind of misplaced. But another, it, it's kind of dark, funny, because it was like, what the hell was that all about? Kid just dissed him. Yeah, so <laughs> that's why I didn't like about the film or didn't like in the film. Yeah. Uh, do you got a favorite character? I liked Feldman actually. Feldman. Yeah. Um, I liked Matt Lake. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was great. Um, for a guy who's not an actor right. to have done this mm-hmm. and did a pretty good job acting, uh-huh. I'm 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 liking that. Right. And plus his his outburst, you know this this interview's over. I'm done with this. <laughs> and and, like, Get out of and my Gavin house. going, well, your books are all stupid, and you didn't uh, <laughs> what? So, um, yeah, I like that. I won't ask you how much you think this movie. Uh, I have no clue. Was budgeted. <laughs> I I tried looking it up. I couldn't find the budget of the movie at all. Um, I'm assuming. I I don't I don't know if it was even a million dollars. I couldn't imagine it I being a million dollars. I can't imagine it being for an indie movie. Um, it's on Amazon Prime, so I'm hoping that people get kickback on, you know, right. watches right. and stuff like that. Um, because this guy deserves to be paid for this movie. Mm-hmm. As do everybody who was in the movie. I mean, they should all be paid, obviously. But he should be recognized for this movie. Um, I hope he did win some awards. On IMDb, I'm sure we could find out if it won awards. Um, There was a song at the end, in the end credits, that I really liked. Mm -hmm. I did not look up. I think it was called Steep Steps or something like that, the, the, the name of the band. 
I shazammed it, but now I don't remember. <laughs> I should have written that down. I really like that there was an end credit scene. Yeah. Yeah, there's a post credit scene, and uh, it cuts back to when he, they got the envelope. They yeah. find that tape. They're like, well, let's see what's on the tape. And it shows Sophie at, obviously, a, uh, uh, an asylum of some sort. Yeah, Sophia is crazy now. A mental health facility. And it looks like he's always right there. Yeah. She's, like, touching his face. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's insane. Yeah. She's, like, blood everywhere, too. Because I was like, did she bash her head into the wall? She might be doing that. She's just crazy now. She's just crazy. So, Sophie didn't die. So, that's good. Right? (laughs) Not to live in that existence. It's like Allie Larder didn't die in Final Destination. In the first one. Yeah. She didn't die in that. No. She died in the sequel. Yeah. She didn't die in the first one. So that's a win. <laughs> so Sophie's probably lived 10 years in that facility. Yeah. Probably doing the same thing. They don't know what to do with her. Give her lithium, I guess. It's kind of sad. Turn her brain off. So anyway, that was the movie. It's on Amazon streaming. I recommend if you like dark comedies... Mm-hmm. Watch it. If you like found footage films, if you liked Cloverdale or or Project Almanac or Chronicle or, hell, uh, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, that's all I remember. That's kind of similar. It's aware of itself. It's kind of a horror movie. It's kind of not a horror movie. It's definitely horror elements. It's paranormal. Paranormal, yeah. And I think a lot of people would enjoy this movie. Yeah. They just got to be like exposed to it mm-hmm. and that's us we're exposing well, you i i did notice that you know he's asked several other yeah. podcasters to you know as he should i did write a review on rotten tomatoes today oh okay um very positive review so i'm one in like 17 that has given it a good review oh good um like i said 68 percent gay like the movie that's good yeah yeah it's just one of those movies that i think uh i think deserve to be watched yeah it's still newer yeah and so you know um it'll probably get a cult following eventually yeah possibly i know that uh i watched it last night with you Mm -hmm. and then i watched it today with the cats Ooh, did the cats like it the cats were not impressed they're not impressed with anything they they mainly just rolled on around on the floor that's all they did rolling around on the floor okay so that's it right we have been Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. We hope you like this episode. We hope you like it enough to listen to it on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. You know, follow us on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies One. We are Funtime Movies and the number one. Uh, and then you can follow us on Facebook as well. We'll probably talk to you on Facebook. <laughs> uh, we are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour on Facebook. With that being said, go watch a movie.